The Return to the House on Willow Road. It is just a little over three weeks since the disappearance of Cecilia's best friend, Ava. She still recalls so vividly the events of that fateful night when her friend had come over to her home on a stormy night to convince her to take a dare that was given by Ava and a group of their peers to spend a night in a house that was located at the end of the long winding Willow Road. So many tales shrouded the old home and its last inhabitant that lived there 96 years ago. The most important one, however, was one that somehow got overlooked over the years and only came to light when the night of the dare happened. And it was this one forgotten piece of a legend that caused the loss of her friend. That, being only on stormy nights, any intruders who dared to enter that house were never seen again. The legend continues that the winds, the house itself, and the trees that line the long road leading up to the house all take revenge for the senseless murder of the inhabitant of the house on a night that raged with rain, winds, thunder, and lightning. She was afraid that whenever the next storms moved through the area in that sleepy neighborhood, that she would hear her friend calling to her, calling her to come back to find her in that old house that has since been roped off to dissuade any trespassers from entering. Although, truth be told, no one even ventured there anymore. Dare stopped at the Holmes High School. The little community was shaken to its core by this tragedy that happened to Ava. The underlying question always remained, where was she? Of course, it was Cecilia who was affected the most. She tried to carry on a normal existence, but deep down she was more and more determined to go back to the house, go back on a stormy night as were the circumstances of that dreadful night those weeks ago. There had to be an explanation. Where was her friend? I want to find her. I need to find her are the only thoughts that would worm their way into Cecilia's thinking. The Approaching Storm The weather cleared up the morning after Ava's disappearance, but now, these three weeks later, the skies were filled with dark, heavy rain clouds. Cecilia was in her room on the second floor of the house she lived in, working on her homework and studying for an upcoming test at school on the coming Monday. She was distracted by the sound of the rain beating hard against the window and the thunder rolling in the sky. Time for dinner, Cecilia, her mom called out from the dining room. I'll be right there, Cecilia shouted back, happy for this opportunity to escape the schoolwork. A loud clap of thunder startled her. Through the thunder she heard, come look for me, help me. Cecilia ran quickly down the stairs to the dining room. As always, dinner was delicious, and time spent at the table was always a refreshing break, hearing about the day her folks had at their workplaces and her sharing how her day at school had gone. What are your plans for this weekend, Cecilia? Her mother asked. With this storm that's moving in, I would guess you might just stay home and get some extra cleaning done in that room of yours. I'm not sure what I'll be doing, Cecilia said, reluctantly adding. I want to go back to the old house on Willow Road. Maybe I will find Ava. Nothing will happen to me. Remember I told you that the ghost, or whatever that was in that house, told me 
It was your reluctance to enter, but also your commitment to find your friend that spared you. I really think if I go back, I will be able to find her and bring her back home to safety. I don't think I will ever be at peace without at least trying. That's the very least I can do. Too much time is going by, and I just can't get this whole thing out of my head. Just like the night this all began, her parents tried desperately to dissuade her, but they knew they had a headstrong daughter who showed no backing down when she had her mind set to something. I will go with you then, said her dad. I am sure this ghost won't object to me trying to protect you. No, Cecilia said, I want to go in alone. If I'm not back here after two hours, then come and look for me. I have to do this alone. I'm not afraid. The house on Willow Road awaits. This time she made sure she was better prepared, as opposed to the first time she and Ava left hastily on that fateful night. No, this time she would be better prepared. She took a warmer coat for starts, two flashlights making sure the batteries were new ones, an umbrella, and her fully charged cell phone. Let me at least drive you there, offered her dad. I'll take you to the entrance of the Willow Road and wait for you there. You can walk down that road to the house on your own. Do you like that idea? All right, that will work. That will get me there a little faster. But you have to wait in a car, okay? And like I said earlier, give me at least two hours. If I'm not back at the car by then, come and look for me. And hope that I haven't gone missing like Ava. Her fate could be mine, she thought to herself. The Storm and the House It was 7.15 p.m. when Cecilia and her father left their house. The drive to the turnoff to Willow Road was a little under 10 minutes by car. The storm gained ferocity now. The thunder and lightning sounded so much more ominous now that she was actually going through with this. Her dad parked at the turnoff, shut off the engine, and tried one more time to get Cecilia to change her mind regarding all of this. But of course that plea went unheard. She got out of the car, took her umbrella, turned on her flashlight, and then turned around to wave at her dad, indicating that she would be okay. But would she really? The rains were coming down in sheets in a sideways motion because of the ruthless winds. The thunder seemed non-stop in the sky. This was deja vu for her. She made her way down the long road with those tree limbs and branches seeming to reach down to grab her, but she persisted. Ava, I'm coming, she told herself, trying to hurry herself forward. She was getting closer now to the house. She had to go under the police tape that was still wrapped around and between two large trees that were close to the porch of the house. Here I come, Ava, she called out. A very loud, deafening thunder roared in the skies in response. She reached the porch and cautiously opened a door and stepped inside. She had taken only two steps when the winds blew the door shut behind her. She tried to muster her resolve to go forward. Her heart was pounding ever so fast in her chest. She made her way to the staircase. She knew she had to go up those stairs, for at the top of the stairs is where Ava was last heard by her. She took the steps carefully. 
Arriving at the top landing, she proceeded to look in the first of six rooms that were on this floor. With her flashlight bouncing its bright light around the room, she opened up the two closet doors that were in this room, calling for Ava as she did so. Nothing. She went to the next room, and the next. There are only six rooms up here on the floor. Come on, Ava, there are only three rooms left to check. Where are you? She could hear the winds. They sounded much more intense. The rains were beating against the old window in these rooms. She continued her search, but she was starting to feel like she would have no luck. She was in the fifth room now, looking in the closets, under the old twin-sized bed, and still hollering out for her friend. Ava Waits While Cecilia was searching in the rooms for her friend, she didn't know that Ava could see her. She was answering Cecilia's calls out to her. Please don't give up. Please talk to the owner of this house. Keep calling out for him. He's here. Can't you hear me? Loud cracking sounds of lightning and thunder increased. The winds were tearing through the house now. Can't you hear me? Please don't leave me. An unsettling feeling was going through Cecilia. She had one more room on the second floor. She was feeling very hopeless of finding Ava. She entered into the last room, shining her flashlight around this much smaller room. Another bellowing rap of thunder sounded. In the corner, there was a glow, and she realized that it wasn't from her flashlight. You have such determination, don't you? A voice called out from that glow. You certainly care about your friend who have come back here to find her. So fearless, aren't you? I came back to bring her home. She doesn't belong here. You have to help me, please. The thunder was deafening. She pleaded louder. Please let her come home. I will let her come back, but only under one condition. The condition given. I will let your friend return only if both you and her promise that you will do something for me that I never had the opportunity to do while I lived. My dream was cut short when I was murdered for no reason other than being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I want you to promise that you will plant a beautiful flower garden outside my home, that you will get the people together in a neighborhood to help rebuild my house. I had always wanted people from far and wide to come to my place while I lived. I wanted them to see the beauty I created. I was deprived of that dream. Promise me that you will carry and fulfill my dreams. Take care of my trees, plant the flowers. That was all I wanted to do, was to care for them. When I was murdered, I, their caretaker, was taken from them. And that was when my trees and my house retaliated and conspired with the rains, the thunder and lightning to take anyone who came into this house. I can see that you are a caring person, one that my home, my trees, my flowers would love to have care for them. But it must be that both you and your friend see to this condition that I am imposing on you now. Otherwise, death will come early to you both. Do you agree to this? Oh, I most certainly do. And I, I mean Ava and I, will do everything you have asked. 
She no sooner finished this sentence when Ava came running into the room with her. The glow in the corner disappeared. Even the winds died down. There were no more sounds of thunder rumbling in the night skies, and the rains became a light drizzle. Cecilia gave the spare flashlight that she brought with her to Ava, and the umbrella she had left on the porch they, they then shared as they together went down the long, winding willow road to meet up with her father, who was still waiting patiently in the car. The Conditions Fulfilled Relief flooded Cecilia's dad when he saw not only her, but Ava too. I was getting ready to come find you if you weren't out here in the next ten minutes. How did you ever find Ava? This is absolutely amazing news. How are you doing, Ava? Are you hurt? Where were you all this time? Get in the car, both of you. Let's go home. And so after they arrived back at the house, Cecilia's father called Ava's parents to tell them the good news of Ava being found. Within minutes hanging up the phone, Ava's parents arrived, and the rest of the night was spent with Cecilia, telling them all that had transpired in the old house, and then told them of the conditions that had been asked of her and Ava. As the days went on, plans were made to carry out the renovation, the caring of the trees, and the planting of all different varieties of flowers to line the front of the house. It was four months later that the house had been completed with the help of all the neighborhood residents who were happy to help out and do their share of the work. Every day after school, Cecilia and Ava would spend three to four hours tending to the gardens and the trees. What a beautiful place was happening here. The owner from that 96 years past was at peace now. His house was beautified. The flowers showed off their stunning colors along the porch, and the trees grew to be ethereal and graceful along the long willow road. People came from miles around to see the transformation of the old house. Both Cecilia and Ava spent most of their summertime days there once school let out. Even during storms, there were never any more sinister feelings felt regarding this old house. Peace was the only thing felt there now. The end.